Every Mark podcast show. Kings, popes, witches who conjured up demons. King Solomon of Israel, prophet and first demonologist, a myth surrounding King Solomon is legend. Not only is he credited for as one of the great practicals of the Arabic religions, but his name adorns two of the most infamous criminals of all time, the greater and lesser King of Solomon. Though both were slightly written in the Middle Ages, the inspiration for the names came from the first century pseudopigraphia entitled the Testament of Solomon describes the great king's workings with the demons. According to the legend, the archangel Michael appeared to Solomon and gave him a ring bearing the seal of Yoel, or on it believed to have what is known as the Star of David, which allowed him to control and demand demons. Solomon eventually came to command Bebelzebub himself after after charging a lesser demon, demon with the task of stamping the seal of Yaha on the great prince of hell. Bebelzebub himself, Solomon had access to 36 other demons to do his bidding. Solomon put the demons to work in constructing the first temple in Jerusalem, which said to house the Ark of the Covenant. Yaha himself. Solomon also acquired knowledge from the demons regarding the disease and disaster wrought upon the land, the aims of controlling those manalances. Is it not surprised then, then that Solomon's name is attached to the Ars Geologiae, one of the five books that is comprised that comprise a lesser key of Solomon, which lays out the heresy of hell as well as the names and description of 72 demons that composed it. It comprised it, sorry. The legacy of King Solomon, fact of vision, we shall see in one of the most important cornerstones of Western occultism and demonology. Pope the Third, clerical black magic in the Middle Ages. In 1326, a papa bull was issued commanding a pastoral plague. A man was claimed to be Christian while probably, while probably making pacts with the demons. The statement was made in response to its, its explosion in magical practices that resulted from the advent of Latin translations of the Greco Roman. Islamic and Kabbalistic magical treaties which were pursued and practiced by the church clergy themselves. Since few lay persons were literate or had access to such works, unlike the later rich parts of Europe, in which, in this case, the call was very much coming from inside the house, magical traits such as the Pitrax, Munich Manual of Demonic Magic, and Summonic inspired text of the key of Solomon, the swarm book of Hieronymus, the grimoire of the Pope Hieronymus, which attributed to Pope Hieronymus III, H-O-N-O-R-I-O-U-S, who spearheaded the Fifth Crusade during his 
during his papacy that it stretched from 2016 to 2027. The Simonic sem, sem, texts are continuation and deepening the law found in the Testament of Solomon, fueled by the belief that if one were truly pious, then one would evoke and control demons in order to serve God's will. Instructions how to draw magical surgicals, pentagrams, how to make proper animal sacrifices, the use of magical tools, the astrology correct date and time for evacuations, and names of the power that inform most cult practices. Find their basis in these texts. The holy man who utilised did so in a variety of purposes from gaining historical knowledge of fulfilling some material gain or the more nivorous ends such as cursing, even such as cursing. Eventually many of these critical practitioners ran afoul of the Christian Inquisition. But stains of these practices remain in the Catholic rite of exorcism. It still seeks to evoke demonic forces in order to expel them. Isabel Goldie and the Witch's Sabbatat. Unlike the complex ceremonial magical practices that church officials were contending with inside their own halls, laypersons also sought magical assistance. Did so through the ways of folk magic, which is commonly known as witchcraft. Although historians have sought to neuter the Witch's Sabbatat as little more than a fragment of the imagination of statistic Christian magistrates throughout medieval Europe. Evidence of pre-Christian folk practices mixed with devilism continues to pester academics who consistently revisiting the evidence of the dark time. One such scholar is Carlio Ginsberg. G-I-N-Z-B-U-R-Y. G, sorry who generally describes the Sabbatat, S-B-B-A-T, as a congregation of male and female witches who announce the Christian faith, desecrate the sacrament, desecrate the sacrament and make offerings to the devil before engaging in shape-shifting, dancing orgies. Walgensberg does not think it was, this is literally true. He does believe in the basic narrative of the Sabbatat was indicative of the somatic cult existent in Europe at the time. One of the most unique narratives of the Sabbatat comes from Isabel Goldie, a Scottish witch who gave four confessions that, unlike so many others, were not coerced by the use of torture. Goldie, Goldie claimed that she was a member of the covenant of a coven and that the devil would join him in their rituals. He was described as dark, hairy man who sometimes wore boots and, t- and sometimes cloven hooves. She related that the fairy queen was also present, which would indicate a hybrid practice of paganism mixed with more, more recent influence of Christianity and Satanism. During the rituals, the witches had allegedly exhumed the corpse of a child, blighted crops and turned into animals. With Goldie becoming a hare, Goldie also pleaded he had sex with the devil. She reported that the devil came inside of her 
and it felt like a spring well water. The truth behind Goldie's confessions continued to be debated among scholars, with some chalking up to egotism, some psychosis, some to trauma rate, and some believing that she's a damn good storyteller. Yet Margaret Murray believed her confessions were evidence of a European witch cult, and modern scholars, modern scholars like Emma Wilby, think that some of her confession carries a shadow of truth of European shamanic practices. Alice Crowley, A L E I S T E R C R W L E Y. In the minds of many occultists, uh, Sister Corelli is almost the great beast himself. On an idea that helped the fact that Corelli literally adopted the moniker. For, although it's actually Corelli who is not a Satanist, his brand of magic, known as Felmeria, T H E L E M A M A T H E L E M A. Tradition, the right-hand path, spiritual practice, and which would set the stage for Wicca. Crowley is alleged to have written some of the Wicca's foundation rituals for Gerald Gardner. This did not pollute him from calling an occasional demon to, from time to time. At one point, Crowley discluded himself in a manner known as Bull is Skin House. B O L E S K I N. E. On the shores of Loch Ness in Scotland, to perform the Abilene Operation, A R A M A B R A M E L I N, from the Book of Sacred Magic of Abilene the Mage, a lengthy ritual that spans the month of period a period of month. Goal was being one continuing a communication with the Holy Guardian Angel. One stage of the ritual is the, the evocation of the twelve kings and dukes. Think Lucifer, Belida, Satan, all the big boys with the intent of binding them. Crowley was not able to complete the binding potion for Sam because he called he called to Paris by Golden Dawn founder Samuel Liddell and Carthy Matthews. As a result, the legend has it that the kings and queens, dukes of hell, took out their invisible frustrations on the local Crowley's housekeepers. Children died suddenly, and a local butcher chopped off his, chopped the fingers of his right hand while filling an order for the man that was written, and has it written the book on the back of a page of the Edinburgh operation. A teetotaling caretaker fell into drink and tried to murder his entire family. This isn't in the notorious invocation of demons performed by Crowley, one of the most allegedly invocations in the history of the occult took place when Crowley and writer <coughs> Victor Neubuch, N-E-U-B-U-G-R-G, summoned Shuronzon, C-H-O-R-O-N-Z-O-N, the demon, the demon who governs the abyss, the Algernon Desert. According to Newberg, Crowley traced a protective circle on the sand, described various and sacred names of the God of God around it. He also traced a triangle similarly inscribed nearby to evoke and contain the demon. Crowley then sacrificed three pigeons 
outside of the triangle, gave Nuremberg specific instructions not engaged with the demon. If he should appear, Nuremberg was also armed with a ritual dagger for protection. Nuremberg got into the protective circle, and Collie got into the triangle, something he was not supposed to do, as traditional magicians remain in the circle while only to vote demon inhabitants in the triangle. According to Nuremberg's account, after Crowley's initial evocation of Sharonazon, the occultist fell into silence and slumped over. What appeared next was Kurosho-Horizon himself, with, which took various disguises, including a woman Zuberg had loved, a holy man, and a serpent. The demon began to mock Nuremberg. Nuremberg, forgetting Crowley's instructions not to engage the demon, began arguing. During the argument, Kurosho started slightly eased the section, raised the section of the pedagogic circle leapt into it to attack Nuremberg. The demon attempted to rip out Nuremberg's throat with froth fang, throat covered with fangs, remembering to evoke the magic names of God. Nuremberg raised his dagger and forced the demon back into the triangle. Chorazon continued to rant and rave, but eventually his image dissipated, and Crowley returned to his senses to write the book Bab- Babylon, B-A-B-A-L-O-N, in a sound with his magical ring, we called him King Solomon, to signify that he was a Jude and defeated the demon of the abyss. Evocations aren't exclusive to Western occultism. Eastern spiritual practices just been undated with black magic and sources of Western counterparts. One of the most common use of ev- evocation is found in the Hindu and Buddhist British practice of Tantra, T-A-N-T-R-T-R-A, of Guruhai Vimala Anlandia, A-G-H-O-R-I-V-I-V-I-M-A-L-A-N-A-N-D-A, was an Indian yogi, practice a tragic form of Hinduism known as Agora, which seeks to overcome all things terrifying in life, often by entertaining and breaking taboos in order to transcend them, particularly taboos related to death and corpses. One such practice is Shava Sahandaha, S-H-A-V-S-A-N-D-H-A. N-A, which involves sitting on a corpse while meditating. The goal of the practice ranges from gaining spiritual knowledge to gaining control of the spirit of the dead. First time Vin Hanlia ever pulled the right, there was an unwilling student of Jain ecstatic named Jin Chana Sururi Vimala, who had, had been studying with the Sari for three years, when one night on a new moon, Sari pulled with liquor and told him he was to form the right, because the horoscope indicated Vanahara would have success with the ritual. Vanahara protested, saying in no way he was going to sit on a corpse, and he was terrified of the corpse. Sari threatened him with violence if he didn't reform the right. Eventually Vivama relented and found himself sitting on a fresh corpse of a beautiful teenage girl. Both Vanama and that girl were stripped nude. Well, that survey constructed a magical circle around him, 
with black thread to protect against any unwanted spirits. Sari then gave Vanamala a mantra to recite, as well as rosemary and a dish of raw meat and a bowl of wine to offer to a dentist would, should it one appear. I recited the mantra a few times for a minute and an eerie feeling looked over into the darkness to see a pair of glowing eyes approaching him. <clears throat> Eventually a jackal drew forward towards him, snarling, baring its teeth. Forgetting himself, he reached his hand outside of the circle, thrust it into Jackal's mouth, declaring, So you want blood, do you? Take this. The jackal nicked his hand to draw only a few drops of blood, but turning into the goddess Shamanan Tara for his eyes. Pinaman described the goddess as tall, a beautiful midnight blue skin. She was, had she had a long red tongue hanging from her mouth and dripped blood. Around her neck was a string of decapitated heads, fresh enough to still be bleeding. Bones adorned her arms and wrists, while snakes surrounded her ankles. She bore four hands, which contained scissors, a sword, a noose, and a skull. She was clothed in a skirt of human arms. It was the beginning of a this was the beginning of Ramos and of long relationship with the goddess Shamara Adara, whom he would come to call his mother, and he would continue to vote during the rite of Shava, Shava Sanana. Charles Bambridge. Not all summoned dark spirits succeeded, particularly those sceptics who did not merely did so merely out curiosity. Such is the case of Charles Bainbridge, B-A-B-A-G-E, a 19th century polymath, who is credited with being the first father of computer with his invention of, dif- of difference engine, a medical, 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 mechanical calculator. He was a, When he was a boy, Bainbridge applied his inquisitive mind towards attempts to the ethical, ethical proof that the existence of God, assuming that if he could call Satan up from the eternal realms, he may be able to interview him about God. Bramish pierced together what information he could from the invocation. Bramish richly, basically entailed cutting his finger to draw a circle on the floor in his own blood, inside which he sat and recited the Lord's Prayer in reverse. He waited for the presence of an even of either the devil himself or one of his fingers, when Burroughs respected be, be either an owl, a black cat, a rabbit, or a raven. Unfortunately, Satan declined the invitation. Burroughs taught his to failure of his own lack of faith, devil, and called his weak and framed at the time. Nevertheless, Burroughs would continue to seek out ethical evidence of the paranormal for his life, including forming a ghost club while at Cambridge. Ricky Casalio, K-A-S-S-O, the Acid King. As much as the psychotic panic of the nineties and early eight of the early of the eighties and early nineties came out of bullshit, whether it was a belief in that Dungeons and Dragons heavy metal were turning kids into devil worshippers, or the suburban neighbourhoods throughout the country were concealing secret satanic cults who were literally abusing the nation's kids on a regular basis. It was all total nonsense. Yet there always has to be a exception to the rule, and that in up the insane and comprehensible point in order to justify their beliefs. And for satanic pe- panic, Ricky Castro, 
was was the exception. He was a heavy metal loving devil worshipping psychopath who ended up killing one of his friends that he claimed to sacrifice to Satan. It didn't exist in real life. The sudden panic would have been, had have him had to create him. He was in many ways a perfect archetypal type. A youth wasted on drugs, heavy metal and Satan, eventually slipping into madness and murder. He was actually the kind of person that practicing Satanists would trip over themselves to exclaim that he wasn't a tr- real Satanist because of the heterous crimes he committed. Growing up in Newport, New York, Cresto got into drugs and Satan in New High School, eventually forming a group called Knights of the Black Circle. The group allegedly had approximately 20 members who could get together to sacrifice animals, rob graves and worship Satan. They were alleged to have held a wool purges night ritual in, at the infamous Anderville Horror House. Then on the night of June 16th, 1984, Kester and his three friends, Gary Lola, Tom, Jimmy Torori, and Albert Quintanos, went to the woods to take LSD. At some point, Kester and Laura fought. According to conflicting accounts offered at Toro's trial, Kester over either acting alone or on the aid of Kester and Toro, held Toro down and repeatedly stabbed him, chanting, Say, you love Satan. Instead, lawyer is reported to have said, I love your mother, which only escaped Grover's rage. In the end, Lola had his eyes gouged out and stabbed somewhere between 17 and 32 times. One of the mur- once the murder was complete, Cursor claims that Satan has appeared in the form of black gold to convey his acceptance as a sacrifice. Surprising, even amidst a psychotic panic, the, the police completely downplayed the satanic annual and instead chalked up the murder to a drug-related crime, pointing out to the evidence that Lawler had stolen ten bags of PCP with Cursor as motive for the mo- murder, as well as the fact that they were well all involved with tripping balls on acid. In the end, we never know the truth behind what happened in the woods outside Newport that night. Coso hanged himself after only two days in police custody, while Coso made a deal with the immunity to exchange a testimony against Tredunia, who eventually acquitted at the trial. Then Coroner changed his story and claimed to be unable to remember everything that happened in the woods. To this day, neither this surviving man will say exactly what what took place during the events of what that what became only a legitimate place place of satanic panic history.